Discussions in this show should not be construed as specific recommendations or investment advice. Always consult with your investment professional before making important investment decisions. As a CFP and RFC, George McReynolds' mission is to help people create compelling dreams for their future, the plans to attain them, and the time to enjoy them. This is the Prosper Podcast. Welcome into the podcast, everybody. Thank you so much for your time as we talk investing, finance, and retirement with George McReynolds. And we are winding down 2020. This is our final podcast of the year before we head into the holiday break. And we're going to talk about end-of-year planning tasks to ponder as we fr- uh, wrap up this show and wrap up the podcast for this year. So we'll give you a couple of things to think about. Uh, before we do that, I want to ask George a question. George, uh, China, I saw this headline, is considering raising its retirement age. It's currently 60 for men and 55 for females who have white collar, uh, of white-collar jobs. Excuse me. Uh, when do you think we'll see a change to our own retirement age standards? We've been moving things back like RMDs. I'm wondering if maybe we're going to start moving it from 65 or 66 or 7 you know, further back. What do you think? Well, I think it's going to be a worldwide phenomenon. If you do a Google search for worldwide pension crisis, you'll come up with some really interesting articles. The, the baby boom wasn't limited just to America. In Canada, it was nine months later. You must have slower boats. But <laughs> there, there is a, a pension crisis coming. Just a few months ago, even before the, the BLM protests, there were protests and riots in France because of talk about extending or, or delaying the retirement age. And it's happened in, in places like Brazil and Argentina, uh, the world uh, was kind of booming economically for a long time and uh, to maintain full employment, they cut back the work week. And now those chickens are coming home to roost. And it's, a, it's an issue that, that's, uh, like I said, it's a worldwide pension crisis is on the horizon. It's going to happen here in the U.S. It's also tied to the current economics. If uh, the stock market and the bond market get clobbered, that affects the pension funds. Yeah. And then they have to make some adjustments. So I've done a lot of study recently. Uh, I know uh, about this time last year as a Christmas party with some New Jersey Teamsters, and uh, they just got hit with a 60% cut in their pension. And one of the guys had been retired for over 15 years. Now, if it was a, a private corporation, there was a pension benefit guarantee corp from the quasi-government agency that backs that up. But because it's not a pension, it's a health and welfare fund, they had to cut it back by, again, 60%. Wow. Uh, municipalities, they're not part of that pension benefit guarantee uh, situation either. So if their pension fund goes down, then the town or the state has to raise their taxes in order to do it because it's an obligation of the municipality or of the state. And uh, private corporations, in order to have a a pension program, they have to pay into the Pension Benefit Guarantee Corp fund. And I believe the limit is $5,783 per month. So if you were supposed to get a $10,000 pension payment, you won't have that guaranteed, but up to 5783, I think is the number this year, then it's backed up by this other this other fund. Yeah, I mean, I think it's inevitable that it's going to have to happen here and what we do with it. It's, you know, that's a conversation for another day. We could spend the entire show doing that, talking about eliminating retirement early at 62 and moving it just back to 66 or whatever the case might be. Uh, you know, lots of different conversations. So we'll save that for another day. But I was just curious as to what your take of it was uh, when I saw that headline. So let's go ahead and turn our attention to our final 
uh, conversation this year, and that is some end-of-the-year planning tasks. And maybe it's not just for the end of the year, but also something to ponder for uh, the beginning of 2021, since at the time we're going to be dropping this podcast, the year is basically over anyway. Uh, So some of these things, it's something to have a conversation with your advisor or your CPA about uh, as you're going into 2021. Uh, If you can, if you're still working, depending on what's happened with uh, lockdowns and restrictions and jobs and things with COVID at the uh, end of the year here, George, should folks be maxing out their retirement contributions again, if possible? Well, only if it benefits them in the long run. If their tax bracket is going down, say in retirement, uh, then it's a good idea. Get the tax break now. When you take it out, you'll pay the taxes. But my guess, at least for most of my clients who are successful, their tax brackets are going to stay the same or go up, whether they are retired or not. So if you're in the uh, 12% bracket this year, then pass on the tax deduction this year because you're not going to be in the 12% bracket in the future. So it really depends on where you're going. There's, there's three tax buckets, according to Ed Slot: tax now, tax later, or tax never. And depending on where your tax rate's going, you have to decide which bucket you want to continue to fill. Yeah. For most people, they should at least be diversified, have some money in each of the buckets. But look into your crystal ball. What's what's it say in the future? Is your bracket, is your taxes going up or your taxes going down? Well, and just to our conversation about even retirement, I mean, uh, you know, taxes have got to go up. And that's one of the things that's on the docket for uh, the new potential president-elect is uh, kicking up Social Security, uh, the the fees that we're paying into that. So raising that rate as well. So yeah, I mean, it's certainly something to ponder. We know what the tax rates are now. So if you need some, uh, some questions answered specifically on that, make sure you reach out to a qualified professional like George. Uh, for any of this, we're talking in generality. So make sure you call George and have a conversation about your unique situation before you take any action off of a recommendation or something you hear on the show. And you can reach out to him at talktogeorge.com to book some time at talktogeorge.com or call 215-699-1050. Uh, earlier, well, at the end of actually of 19, George, and then going into 2020, we had the uh, the SECURE Act where they made some changes to RMDs and things, and then they altered it even more with the CARES Act. Uh, should we be talking with our advisor and reviewing some of these things to see, you know, ha- has it benefited us? Have we done the right things? You know, so on and so forth. Absolutely. Uh, CARES Act gives a couple of opportunities. For younger people, you can take money out of your retirement account without paying the 10% penalty. And again, if your tax bracket's going up, you, you do want to want to change that. Now, we're saying putting money into retirement accounts. If there's a company match, you want to still get the match. You want to put the money in the program. You just don't want to do it on a pre-tax basis. So most programs either offer a Roth or an after-tax option. So it could be a good idea to put it in if you get the company match. But with the CARES Act, if you've been affected by it, you can pull out $100,000 out of retirement accounts. Number one, there's no penalty. But also you have three years to pay it back, or you have three years that you could spread out the tax bill. So if you're going to be retired a few years from now, and you're going to be in a lower bracket, you could pull out the money today, buy that vacation home, and then have it taxed three years from now when you're in a lower bracket or spread that out over the three years. So so that's an opportunity. A married couple can take out $200,000 as long as you've been somehow affected by by the virus. If it's your income has dropped, you're uh, a bit unemployment, you're your business sales have gone down. You have to be able to tie it somehow to COVID and you have to get it done by December 31st. Okay. All right. So some good information there. And again, if you have questions, please reach out to George or your advisor before you uh, just jump into some things. 215-699-1050. I'm going to beat that drum a little bit here on this episode, just because we're talking about some uh, timely items here as well. 
George, what is tax loss harvesting and should we explore those possibilities? Well, by the time the podcast comes out, it's probably going to be too late for most people. Okay. But uh, tax loss harvesting is when you have an investment that goes up and you sell it and you have a capital gain and you pay tax at capital gains rate. If you're really successful, that could end up being in the 35% range. And if you have an investment and it has gone down, but you think it's only temporary, then if you sell that, you can offset the gain and not have to pay taxes on that. In fact, if your loss exceeds your gains, you can take up to $3,000 against your ordinary income or your salary or, or other investment income. So that's how it works. Now, you have to watch for what's called the wash sale rule. So if you sell or buy within 31 days, you can't do the offset. So you have to plan out. So if you have uh, something that represents the S&P 500, then you can switch to something that's the S&P 500 growth or the S&P 500 value. But if it's identical to the S&P 500, it's a, it's a, a wash sale. Okay. So even, even though it's the end of the year, uh, it's something we could certainly have a conversation about going into next year as well and, and throughout next year because tax planning, you know, throughout the year, it really should be throughout the year versus just tax prep, which is what we tend to do uh, as we get closer to the, you know, the annual tax day in April and so on and so forth. Uh, what about evaluating options for tax-deductible charitable contributions, George? Would that still be uh, applicable? Uh, yeah, that's a great idea. But in a lot of cases, there's what's called the, the QCD, the Qualified Charitable Deduction. And what that is, is if you're of the age where you have the RMD, if you take money directly from your IRA and give it to the charity, it satisfies the RMD, but it's completely tax-free without taking a deduction on Schedule A. So you can take a standard deduction and still get the benefit of the charitable deduction. Now, in my case, or in, in case of my clients, we give them a checkbook on those accounts when they have the RMD, when they're eligible for the RMD. So they can write a check directly from their IRA to the charity. Now, here's the rub. The charity has to cash the check in this year. Now, in other cases, what we can do is we can issue a check to the charity, and then it comes out of the account now. So even if the charity doesn't cash it until January 15th, they still get the deduction this year. So that's just a great opportunity, kind of double dip. It comes off of your adjusted gross income, and that ripples through the tax return in six other places. So it lowers your AGI, so lowers the hurdle for deducting medical expenses. It lowers the MAGI, the modified adjusted gross income for your social security tax, as well as the IRMA, the income-related Medicare payment. So you could end up paying four times as much for your Medicare B and D as your neighbors if your adjusted gross income goes up, and this can help keep that adjusted gross income down. So even if you don't take the RMD this year, uh, because of the waiver, you can still use the QCD. Okay. All right. And of course, obviously, charities, like a lot of other industries, has suffered uh, quite a bit in 2020. So uh, if it's something that you're passionate about and you want to do it just for those reasons, not necessarily because of the tax reasons, but hey, why not, right? If it's there as well, certainly worth exploring. And would that apply as well, George, to something like uh, purchases that gave you a tax credit, uh, like, I don't know, solar or something? I'm, I'm not really sure what you know that would do at this point, but I guess it could be going into the next year, yeah? Yeah. Uh, the solar, I looked into that and it's it's not that great a deal, at least for yeah. me here in the Northeast. I've looked at it, whether leasing the system or installing it and getting the tax credit, and uh, I'd be saving a, not even a penny a kilowatt. Uh, mm, but yeah. it's worth looking into, uh, where regardless, especially if you're living down south where you get a, a lower electric rate and a higher uh, higher Sunday. Yeah. But uh, yes, as long as you get things done by December 31st, if you're on the cash basis, you can go ahead and do that. 
But one other thing that I want to make sure I point out is we have what's called a last chance checklist, last chance financial checklist that we come out with for the fourth quarter each year. Mm -hmm. And it's just a, a running list of what you can do for not just your taxes, but for all of your finances uh, in the final months of the year. So if anyone wants that, you can either give me a call or drop me an email at georgeatmcwealth.com. We'll send that out as a PDF uh, right away to you. And then just go through the the checklist and see what opportunities exist for you now. So if you'd like a copy of that, just email him at george at mcwealth.com. Again, george at mcwealth.com or call 215-699-1050 if you'd like that PDF as well. Uh, final one here, George, is the Roth conversion conversation. We kind of talked about, obviously, maxing out contributions, but determine whether or not this makes sense for you. I mean, I think that's part of it because certainly, again, we know what the tax rates are, so it could be very beneficial, but it's not for everybody. So have a conversation. Yes. This has been a great year for Roth conversions for many, but we very carefully measured them in, in October and November to make sure that it made sense. We did a final uh, end of the year tax review. And uh, it's been a great year. But at this point, because the IRS will let you go to December 31st, but the custodians, whether it's Fidelity or Schwab, wherever your, your IRA account is, they're just not going to get the paperwork done in time with all the end of the year stuff they have to do. Uh, it is a good idea to look into it. If you want to know where where your buckets are, what your tax rate is, a lot of these things where the IRMA thresholds are, how the social security is taxed. There's another uh, guide we have, the 2020 financial data guide that has all of this information, all the numbers that apply to social security, taxes, retirement plans. And it's also available as a PDF. So again, give me a call or send me an email at georgeatmcwealth.com. And even if you hear this six months from now, yeah. uh, send me an email, we'll send you the 2021 guide. So we've been doing this every year. And it's just even the accountants love getting this because it's it has all the little details in one place. You don't need an index, but it doesn't go into any of the explanations. You need to know what you're looking for. But if it has a number in it, it's right on this form. Well, so just, always uh, just drop me an email. Yep, absolutely. Always got a lot of good tools, tips, and resources at the website. So stop by mcwealth.com, mcwealth.com. Send George an email at george at mcwealth.com or call him at 215-699-1050 for either of those PDF downloads and to talk about uh, end of year planning or just to have a conversation about your retirement planning needs as well. And that's going to do it for the main section of the show. We're going to finish off our 2020 campaign with a email question from around the area uh, out in uh, Meadowbrook. We got a question from Steve to wrap up the show. So Steve, here you go. He says, uh, George, I have a variable annuity that seems to have a nice income guaranteed associated with it. But I hear so many people say that variable annuities are usually bad. So what am I missing? Well, annuities are the most oversold and underbought financial product in existence. Uh, the people that really need them, they can't, you can't get it yourself. You need someone to guide you through all the options. And that's where you're subject to determining whether you're working with a real advisor or a product pusher. If you're talking to someone that's a product pusher, if the focus is all about the product, that's bad. Walk away from it. Now, there's some people that may say that, that always put down the annuities because of the cost. They even say that about the no-cost annuities, which exist. So they don't really know their subject. But if you have a financial advisor that's not pinned down to one kind of product, that should be a consideration. Professor Marston from University of Pennsylvania pointed out in a workshop a few years ago that he recommends that people have 20 to 25% of the retirement assets in, in, in annuities and in income annuities. He calls them pensions because it's about an income that you can't outlive. And that's a guy. But some of the product pushers, they want you to put everything into their annuities 
because they could be getting anywhere from a six to 12% upfront commission. So they're, they're going to disappear the moment your check clears. Uh, so if it's a product pusher, it's bad. If it's a non-commissioned trusted advisor, listen to them, talk about it. And ideally they should bring up the subject. Okay. Well, there you go. So great question, Steve. Thank you so much. Reach out to George if you've got some further questions, if you want to talk more specifically, or anybody else that's checking out the podcast that would like to have a conversation. If you're already working with George, you know what to do. But if you're not, and you maybe shared this or came across it through an email blast or whatever that might be that uh, brought you to us, reach out to George. Have a chat at 215-699-1050. That's 215-699-1050. Or stop by mcwealth.com. That's mcwealth.com. And George, that is going to do it for our 2020 podcast. Thanks for hanging out with me this year and chatting. I've had a good time. We've done about, I don't know, about 37 or so of these. And I've enjoyed the conversations. And I hope you have a wonderful holiday season with your family. Thanks, Mark. It's been great working with you this year. And I'm looking forward to another great year with you. We'll start again in 2021, folks. So take care of yourself. Stay safe and sane. And George and I will see you here on the Prosper Podcast in 2021. George McReynolds of McReynolds Wealth Management, registered principal. Securities offered through Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a broker-dealer member, FINRA SIPC. Investment advisor representative, Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Cambridge and McReynolds Wealth Management are not affiliated. Advanced level tax planning, income, tax preparation, life coaching, and time management consulting services, and fixed insurance products and services are separate and unrelated to Cambridge. Cambridge does not offer tax advice.